welcome to this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. It is Friday night. I am Gary and Thorne. That means we are breaking down everything you need to know for Saturday, July 24th and the 10-game featured slate that gets going just past 7 p.m. Eastern time on DraftKings. That's right. We've got a pretty big Saturday night main slate. Usually we don't have more than you know, six or seven games, but a big 10-gamer that should be fun. But before we get to that or some bets that I like on Saturday, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, Prize Picks. If you head on over to prizepicks.com and use the promo code MMN, MLB, you can have your first deposit matched up to $100. And guys, you, you're really going to want to make sure you go and do that because they don't just have some fun baseball props you can play. I was kind of cruising around prize picks earlier tonight. They've got Olympic stuff. They've got big three basketball. Again, any sport you can possibly imagine, they have you covered at prize picks. But obviously, we're going to focus on baseball for the purposes of this video. We're actually going to focus on one game in particular on Saturday's slate, the first game that gets going on Saturday. That is a matchup between the Diamondbacks and the Cubs in Chicago. We've actually got six fantasy point props for this game. Usually there's just four, so it's kind of cool to see six some players that we don't normally see. In fact, two guys we're going to focus on who I have never seen on a prize pick slate. So maybe that's why I was inclined to talk about them a little bit. But we will start with Patrick Wisdom. I like him to go under six fantasy points in his matchup against Merrill Kelly. Most of this is that Merrill Kelly has actually been pitching really, really well so far in July. I know he's pitched better at Chase Field than he has when pitching on the road but I don't mind that too much considering his recent form and considering the recent form of Patrick Wisdom. I know he was grabbing so many headlines with his thunderous power when he was called up for the Cubs, but his production has fallen off a cliff. In July, Patrick Wisdom has just a 63 WRC+, and he is striking out in 44% of his plate appearances. That is bad. That is a big number. So Wisdom is slumping severely right now. I do not like him all that much in a right-on-right -right matchup. So Wisdom under six fantasy points. I also like Pavin Smith to go under six fantasy points. Smith, another name we don't usually see on the prize pick slate. And he is someone who also hasn't been struggling as of late. He's actually hit pretty well in July. But he has struggled this season when the Diamondbacks are on the road. He likes playing in Arizona. At least that's what the stats tell us. In fact, he's got just a 74 WRC plus and a 118 isolated power when he's not hitting in his home ballpark. Also want to point out that Alec Mills, who is making this start for the Cubs, started the year in the bullpen, has transitioned back into the role of a starter for the Cubs, he has been much better as a starter in 2021. Usually we see the inverse of that trend. But as a starter, he has a 2.98 FIP so far this season and has barely allowed a home run. So I think that Mills is in pretty good form right now. Smith clearly not the preferred split to be hitting on the road, to be hitting in Chicago. So I will take the under six with Smith to go along with the under six 
for Patrick Wisdom. Okay, that was the afternoon. Let's get to that night slate. It is a 10-gamer. There's a lot to cover here. A lot of good pitchers also on this slate. Not just high-end talent, of which we have tons. I mean, really, that Brewers... Uh, White Sox series is supplying so much pitching goodness just by itself. But really, there's a lot of depth here. Uh, you know, whether you want to talk about like Hyunjin Ryu, Taiwan Walker, like there's there's just a lot of like good starters on this particular slate. But I do think we have to start at the top with Carlos Rodon because whenever Carlos Rodon is not the most expensive pitcher on a slate, it's worth talking about because Carlos Rodon is basically the best qualified pitcher in baseball. Now, the asterisk here, obviously, is Jacob deGrom has no longer thrown enough innings to qualify in that grouping of pitchers. He is the best pitcher in baseball. But Carlos Rodon, among qualified starters, has the lowest FIP in all of baseball at 2.20. He also has the highest qualified strikeout rate in baseball at 36.6%. Those are really good numbers, and those tend to mean very good results when it comes to DFS. He's coming off maybe, well, I guess not his best start of the season. He threw a no-hitter. But he's coming off one of his best starts of the season, almost 40 DraftKings points his last time out. In Milwaukee, not really a team equipped to face an elite left-handed pitcher. They have a lot of left-handed bats they rely on in the middle of that batting order. They have just a 95 WRC plus for the season against lefties, and their 26.4% strikeout rate within that split is the fifth highest mark in baseball coming into play on Friday. So Rodon already has a very high strikeout ceiling. The fact that Milwaukee is a very heavy swing and miss team is only going to help his upside. So Rodon at $10,100. I understand why Corbin Burns is more expensive. But Rodon should be the most expensive starter on every slate that he is on. So he is viable at that five-figure price point. Uh, Framber Valdez is another guy I wanted to single out. He is $9,200, and there's a chance, a chance, that he's not as popular as he should be on this slate. One, because we do just have a lot of intriguing pitchers. I mean, Kevin Gosman is going up against the Pirates. I think a lot of people are going to head in that direction justifiably so. I have nothing bad to say about Kevin Gosman, but I think Valdez, because he hasn't been that great his past three starts, maybe will go overlooked in what is maybe the best matchup on the entire slate. So Valdez, again, $9,200, 11 earned runs in his past three starts, but the important thing to note here is that opponents have a 408 BAPIP in that span of time. Seems like this is a small sample blip. Seems like Valdez has just gotten a little unlucky in this recent run. And the season-long numbers are immaculate. A 3.26 ERA, a 3.52 expected ERA, and an 11.2% swinging strike rate. So we know he has the stuff to dominate and be a very, very good DFS option. And I trust him against the Texas Rangers, who have been terrible and just unable to hit since coming back from the All-Star break. And left-handed pitching is their kryptonite. Uh, the Rangers have just an 85 WRC plus against left-handed pitching. Coming into Friday, that is the worst mark in the American League. They just have so many left-handed bats. And all of their best bats, aside from like Adolis Garcia, are left-handed bats. It's just a bad spot for the Rangers to be in. There's a reason teams like to throw lefties against the Rangers. And they're going to face a good one on Saturday in Framber Valdez. So I will... 
be paying up for Valdez at $9,200. The other pitcher I wanted to single out is someone we've talked about a lot the past two weeks, and I just don't understand why he continues to be priced below $8,000. Luis Castillo is still just $7,500, despite the fact that he has a 1.41 ERA in his past seven starts. Luis Castillo is good again, and people know that. He's going to get some attention on Saturday, but I think he deserves to get this attention. He's a very, very tantalizing play at this price point. Again, 1.41 ERA, 2.96 FIP, and he's allowed just one home run in his past 44 and two-thirds innings. That was the big knock on Castillo when he was struggling early on, was how many home runs he was giving up. It seems he has fixed that problem, and he has looked great in his past seven trips to the mound. It's also important to note that for his career, Luis Castillo has been much better against right-handed batters than he has been against left-handed batters. In fact, he's held righties to a 267 Woba in his time in the majors. That's a really, really good number. And St. Louis might be the most right-handed heavy team in the National League. In fact, they have the most right-on-right plate appearances of any National League lineup. They, they're second in baseball to only the Blue Jays. That's how right-handed they are. And they just really haven't been hitting all that much the past eight weeks. So I think this is a good matchup. I think Castillo's just been amazing in general. And he is drastically underpriced. There's really no other way to say it at $7,500. Okay, moving briefly to some bats. The top stack option for me on Saturday's slate is the San Francisco Giants because not only do they have a high run expectancy, not only do they have some really good bats and some great numbers against right-handed pitching, but they have a nice mix of high-end and exceedingly cheap bats, like next to nothing, near the minimum type bats in high leverage lineup spots mostly due to the fact they are injury-ravaged right now. But still, I mean, however you're going to get it, you got to take it. Will Crow is also a name to note in this particular matchup. Crow starting for the Pirates. He has given up a 400 Woba to opponents so far in the month of July. Right-handed batters in particular are slugging 614 off of Crow for the season. That includes Crow surrendering 3.06 home runs per nine to right-handed hitters. That, my friends, is terrible. So obviously you're going to want to get some of the good right-handed hitters at the top of the Giants order into your lineups. That includes Buster Posey, who has looked great since coming off the IL, hit a home run his first game back, picked up right where he left off. He's $5,100. Wilmer Flores, has been hitting pretty well as of late. He's $3,800, will likely be hitting cleanup or maybe even fifth in this lineup for the Giants. But you're going to have to play some lefties just because where they are stationed, and again, Crow's been bad against everybody, left-handers and right-handers, in the month of July. So I wouldn't worry too much about the split stuff. Uh, But Lamont Wade might be the best player on this slate. He's $2,800. He's going to hit leadoff in this game in an opposite-hand matchup. And his numbers against right-handed pitching are phenomenal. So far in 2021, he's got a 402 Woba against righties, and he's $2,800. That's insane. And then you've got, like, Mike Yastrzemski at a reasonable price. He's just $3,800. You've got Alex Dickerson at $2,700, who's probably going to hit fifth or fourth, depending on Wilmer Flores ends up. So 
you can stack the top five batters in like maybe use three or four, whatever, but you can get various combinations of the top five batters in the Giants lineup, and you're really only paying a premium for Buster Posey. Everyone else is super affordable, which is nice considering you're going to want to spend up a little bit on pitching on this particular slate. Okay, before we get out of here, let's talk about some best bets, and we will actually go right back to that Giants-Pirates game because not only have the Giants been overachieving in the standings, the Giants have been the best team in baseball by a wide margin when it comes to run line bets. The Giants on Saturday at minus one and a half are minus 120 on the DraftKings Sportsbook. They have covered 63.5% of the time on the run line in 2021. The next closest team, 56.1%. That's how good they have been at covering on the run line. Also, you've got Kevin Gosman up against Will Crow. Just to put that in perspective, there are 165 pitchers this season with at least 60 innings to their name. Gosman has the second best ERA in that group at 1.84. Crow has the 10th worst ERA in that group at 6.12. So the pitching disparity is massive, and the Giants, again, are just really, really good at covering on the run line. The other bet I really like, and this is also going to touch on a game we just talked about, I like the under Cardinals-Reds. This number is set at 9.5, which seems kind of insane. Minus 110 to the under. The reason this seems insane is, on the one hand, you have Luis Castillo, who has been pitching lights out his past seven starts, as mentioned. And then on the other side, you have a Reds offense that everyone assumes is great, but because of injuries, they're missing Nick Castellanos, they're missing Mike Moustakis right now. The last two weeks, they've been terrible. They've got a 117 isolated power and just a 77 WRC+. plus over that span of time. They're just not scoring runs. And I think that's obviously going to hamper the over in this contest. If the Reds can't pull their weight, I just don't see Castillo giving up that many runs. I know the Reds' bullpen isn't great, so maybe, maybe this game sneaks over late. But I really do like this number a lot. I think it's a full run, maybe even a run and a half too high. So I will take the under at minus 110 to go along with San Francisco run line at minus 120. And that's going to do it for this episode of Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets presented by Prize Picks on the Mayo Media Network. I am Gary and Thorne, and I will see you guys next week.